Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arathian Unofficial Spoiler Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Van Sexel, and here with me today, as always, is... Slingshot Steve here again, people, with episode 7. We actually have a guest this week. And yes, we have a guest this week. Yeah, hi, Sal's here. Can't already tell from the voice, we've got Sal here. <laughs> nice to have you along. I'm on the server sometimes. By that, I mean, like, I check it every day. I mean, I could say that. I just don't post every day. So this week we didn't have Kingmaker, but last week we had Kingmaker, and there's things from that that will probably come up in this one, but this week's primarily focusing on the shows that happened this week. So that's just going to be Ridgeside and Thronkeep and whatever we'll get <laughs> introduce from Kingmaker, because there are some things that were a lot of mentions from Kingmaker from last week and other campaigns this week. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this episode we're going to be discussing Regicide episode 7, and... Thronekeeper episode six. We may get into some of Kingmaker, like Steve was saying, though. We just gotta do some Corvain diplomacy, you know. <laughs> so wait till we come to Thronekeeper for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so red side this week. Um, there was such a fight to get to get a fuse back into the freaking body. <laughs> it took like what, like three episodes. <laughs> like that's and they're finally here to get in the same year and there's more of a fight to get them into the fucking body. It's like <laughs> Do I have to curse you guys together? Okay, I will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't have any use to that, but oh well. <laughs> but hey, we finally got the party back together, which is like progress. Yes. Yes. They were throne keepering it for a and while. And they want to separate again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we don't talk about what the future is okay we don't talk about it right now let's 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 be happy that there is some forward momentum yeah. oh, man. so um I'm... elijah finds out first because how the fuck is he not supposed to when he's got that super observant when he's super observant that's the thing and old person serena can look under the hood oh yep that's our first yep okay yep <laughs> and then everyone's no idea what the fuck's going on I mean it was a fight to get them to believe that Ophios is Ophios and then uh, Elijah had a bunch of different ideas of how Ophios might have of how that Ophios might exist before they actually figured out that it's just Ophios so that was some interesting stuff I wonder if that um, those questions that he came up with can actually exist um, that's what I'm copies and time and that sort of thing that one yeah yeah, well, I mean, we know they do exist because um, uh, Thronekeeper stuff and um, Kingmaker last week when they um, walked into the like old mold area, right? They could have taken someone out theoretically. So, yeah, you're right. Mm. So there is an infinite number of Ophioses in the world at any one time. <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be one of them where he sticks with the party the entire time. <laughs> If Tyler's not playing him, of course. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> going, along, going ahead along with Steve, they were um, <clears throat> they escorted him using invisibility back into the uh, arena's room, and um, then they had Cadus go up there, and uh, they told Cadus everything, mostly because Elijah said to do so. But <laughs> and also kind of because Cadus already basically knew that. Hang on, there's more than two pairs of footsteps going on here. What the hell are you guys doing? I'm 
I'm glad though. I think I like the kind of mix of the four of them together at the moment. I think it's like I think if they didn't bring Cadis into the fold, it would have been just really bad in terms of like their end goal because they kind of have to trust Cadis at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't 100% agree. I I think um cluing Cadis in is probably their best idea. Um I'm still kind of iffy about the commander, but I think they should like tell her something but you know the party does what the party does so come on this is gonna be so much fucking fun because <laughs> he's gonna be so fucking difficult you just know it eh? <laughs> i don't like barns okay you don't have to go in she's just gonna show you as soon as you get there yeah that's actually <laughs> going to happen <laughs> listen wait you don't like barns i don't like i don't like uh, commander barbara barns isn't that her name right yep that's her name yeah yeah no i'm not a fan um, yeah, I, I just remember from our Patreon stuff, Steve. I wasn't there most of that time. Oh, yeah, no, you weren't there. I forgot. It was just I turned up there right at the end. I had no idea what town <laughs> you've been in. I had no idea who they could talk to. I just said, yeah, I just, um, <laughs> this person sent me along from such and such place. Um, so yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, 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 I forgot. Yeah, no, it was me. It was me. I'm funny and, uh, and, uh, Snaga. Yeah. Um. But I didn't like her then, and I don't like her now. You know, residual salon hate. That's all. <laughs> don't you have to get money um, from her. <laughs> he does, but, you know, that's kind of up to Scott. <laughs> you know what's funny with that, actually? He's, I, you gotta I, go I, meet her, and she's already at the temple. <laughs> I don't remember. You have to go back it. in order to get it. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I was getting paid the least. Out of the three of us, like uh, wow, unfunny and and uh, unfunny and Snagger, their characters are getting paid like four hundred gold. I was getting paid three hundred. <laughs> I mean, that was to be fair, that's more than I was being paid. The, what I was getting paid is probably. Well, you got John Mall's got Abstergo thirteen. I think she got a pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, derailing that shit out. Get back to oh, uh, recapping of the show, yeah. right? I mean, some point of, of people that have been in Patreon, things popping and things like that have popped up. We're happy to have them talk about it. <laughs> uh, There's an episode of the Non Lethals coming, the two of us are going to go on complete tangents, I assure you. <laughs> I, want, I want to see Green talk on one of these. I'd love to have him on too. I really I'd would. Love to have he, he, he won't want to, but I, I'd, I'd absolutely love to have him talking about the show's like this sort of thing. He seems like such a pleasant person to talk to. Oh yeah. Yes. He, he definitely is. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is. Oh well, just from Patreon, he's he's definitely a nice person to talk to. Uh, so they got Cadis on the side and then um where was it? Well they oh, yeah. they got Cadis to agree that he's not gonna tell Barnes, which you know is kind of like pushing the right direction, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I think Cadis is already on that side, though. I don't think Cadis would have. I don't necessarily think like maybe. I don't know. Maybe pre gate uh, Cadis would have like shown Ophios to Barnes. I don't think he would have because that's even much for him. Because like that's like a big thing for Ophios, you know. Yeah, I feel like he would have um, told them that they should go and tell Barnes themselves. But this time, he didn't even say anything. He was like. You guys do what you want to do. <laughs> post, Basically, post gate Cadis is like 
is like a post um Infinity War Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I think that actually came up in chat. <laughs> or like I, <laughs> it may have. I I wasn't looking at chat because I just listened to it, right? But <laughs> it's like he's post he's post Infinity War Captain America. Like, you know, he's sitting in and almost like an alcohol's anonymous, you know, chat yeah. talking about his problems. And of course, we did not manage to escape that uh, double date debate thing again. We <laughs> said <laughs> this time was a sleeping arrangements instead of seating arrangements. I mean, what is your sleeping arrangement? If you have three people, how do you sleep in the same bed or the same room? I forget what the it was exactly. Same room, yeah. It's like so. If it's a big enough bed, I think Will actually said this in chat. Head to foot, and the other person lays the sideways, so that it's not. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so it, that it's not. <laughs> there's only one correct answer. Okay, this is a factual. If it's your homies, you just sleep and hug your homies. That's all I gotta say. Okay. True. True. If it's your boys, <laughs> you just blankets all in. Okay. And <laughs> I don't think there's any other answer. I mean, that's the way we used to do it with my cousin when we used to sleep over his house. It's like, dude, you are not getting to bed tonight. <laughs> All I got to say is when I slept over my friend's house and we had too many people, we had like three people, four people in a bed, like sharing blankets and pillows. So like, listen, dude, <laughs> if you can't sleep in a bed of your boys, you got a problem. Okay. As long as you got your socks on, it's good. 100. <laughs> well, I have to say, oh, that's the only time that's really happened with me is, um, yeah, none of you get the bed. <laughs> Everyone else is having to sleep on the floor. <laughs> Which is a really weird time, but oh well. Um, I think it was interesting that Elijah said uh, that he knows where to find the skull of Ophio. Mm. He was lying. I mean... He really wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah, but like, Barnes is going to have like a pretty high insight check, right? So the interesting thing about how he lied is that she's going to notice, right? Because Barbara Barnes is like probably like a plus 10 insight or something like that, right? Like, she just she, she just knows. She was basically a Pathfinder character first, so yeah. She she was a Pathfinder character first. I don't know if she had a character sheet, but... I don't know about that either, but... Yeah. But, um... So she's going to know he has... He's, like, obfuscating the truth in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. But as she said, she probably just doesn't care because, to be honest, what is she going to get out of Ophios at this point? Well, before uh, Elijah left, she knew she he was hiding something. She did say she's going to figure out what he's hiding. So well, again, plus ten insight. Okay, <laughs> that's true. So I think they should just come out and explain everything before things turn real bad. That's what I'm saying. I'm but, anti. Yeah. I'm anti Barnes. Okay, <laughs> except response money. That's all. That's all. Only thing I want to do with Barnes, but besides that, uh, I'm good with them lying to her. I hope they can they walk into the temple with her, and then just like walk her up the stairs and then just leave. <laughs> like push her into push her into the knockout room. Hope she fails her will save, and then just leave. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's one problem with that, but you know, <laughs> they she actually succeed her. Yeah, she could succeed. <laughs> Well, no, no, they don't need her because if they stay in their temple long enough, time will pass. So the mm. army probably would have left. There's four exits, right? Like, 
they leave out of one army ain't gonna see okay that's all that's the assassination plan okay get some regiciting oh man <laughs> they need us though so need the i mean they need a group of commanders it's a little pragmatic them. okay <laughs> listen if you guys needed a plan Stell's plan is foolproof so go with it <laughs> Although Derek listens to these, so he's gonna poke holes in that. <laughs> um, what else happened uh, afterwards? They started talking. I'm sorry, Rena and uh, what's his name, Cadis actually had a pretty deep conversation about what's going on. But other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's Giannis and then Rena talking to Cadis. Yeah, um, Ophios pulls out a nice amulet of uh, retributive healing, though. Yeah, we've got a chance to see the chest be used again. Yay! First they Dude. overused it and sold everything instead of freaking using it, and then they freaking stopped using it, and now they're slowly starting to use it again. <laughs> and yeah, then people went and sold this. <laughs> <laughs> well, not sold, but... Uh... I think um, the Arbiter should punish those who sell his goods. <laughs> There'll be no arbitration in this matter, okay? Um, that was a bad pun. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry. There's plenty of them here. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the Yonder stuff was really, really cool. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> it is oh, I was going to bring up the, the commander. Yeah. That comes up after this little bit. The, the... Oh, yeah, I, I know. But I wanted to talk about the Yondas stuff last. Because, okay, okay. Um, I believe it's out in the wild now that Yondas is my favorite character. <laughs> one of my favorite characters. Vance, I think we Qualify have very it with here. one off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, okay, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> okay, so we want to talk about um, Yondas last and hit all the. Oh, I, I would love that. Okay, let's go then. Okay. That's, like, that's like one of my favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it was um, once he got out of the wilds, you know, became more interesting than him ignoring the fact that he was raised by orcs for a couple months and he ran away. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Commander Jakenhauser. That's his name, Scott. It's Jakenhauser. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> There's the name. You looked it up on the official, totally official Regicide Aurorum uh, Wikipedia page, right? <laughs> exists. Dude, I was thinking about doing that one time, and then I realized the workload of everybody, yeah. of how many entities there are, and I was like, let's just make a podcast. <laughs> it's way easier. True. Talking is easy. <laughs> Writing is hard. Talking or recording is easier than freaking writing. Yeah. <laughs> But um, not that we aren't doing that, anyway. right? <laughs> uh, what happened first? Did she did she she want to talk to uh Cadiz at the run before um the the commander Jakenhauser, right? Yeah, right. Uh, commander went to go talk to. I mean, Barnes went to go talk to Jakenhauser. Yep. Okay, so I do wonder what they talked about. I assume it was passage, and probably what it was information that they would have had from that area at the time sort of thing like okay we want to go here what's happened over here 
that's what I think it would be. And also probably a little bit about who she's traveling with and why. That'd be my guess as to what they were talking about. I could see Rena not wanting to join that conversation. I was hoping Elijah would go just because Barnes kind of trusts him a lot. Well, not a lot. That That's false. Barnes kind of trusts <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Barnes kind of trusts him. And I think she probably would have let him in on the conversation because, you know, he's doesn't seem like he's relaying all this information to uh, Amalto right now anyway. So I think there's a mutual trust in that Elijah can convince Arena to go along with Barnes's plans. So as long as she shows some respect to Elijah, she knows Rena will have to end up following along in some way, shape, or form. So that's kind of their arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about their, their relationship now, it's kind of like a um a old wise ma not not a master, but like an old wise advisor and like the young pucky uh, protagonist of like some cartoon or something where, they, where the old wife master will say something and then they'll go I mean I don't want to do it but I'll do it because you said to do it so it, it's kind of an interesting uh, dynamic with those two yeah. who, who is who in that relationship um, Elijah is the old wise one okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Rita's definitely not the uh, old wise <laughs> uh, but, but so neither are wise that's true true but, but um <laughs> there's definitely one that's got the temperament for it <laughs> listen like ophios has probably like a 10 actually but like in reality he's more like an eight wisdom and then green is like a 10 maybe an 11 and then elijah is like a 12 true right? like yes. oh, yeah <laughs> Uh, that's okay. that's going to be a little hard to argue. I'm sure people will try, but that's going to be a little hard to argue. <laughs> like, I mean, Elijah's just smart, and that's like 50 50. Mm. It's slowly bleeding over into wisdom from how smart he is. But... <laughs> it comes like age after the aging process of the temple. Yeah. He aged four years, you I know. Mean, it's also natural intelligence, not some. Intelligence given from an item, so it's something that he's grown into. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good though. Like, um, he's definitely being played more intelligent than when he was first introduced, which I think is really good because now he seems less of like a magic Yondis and more like a hey, this guy isn't Yondis and it's completely different. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. I got those vibes from when he was first introduced, but it's definitely like a much different character. I think in terms of the party, it's like Root was really needed. But I want to see Yondas back in the party. That's all. Oh, uh, Messi did I'm say just... he wants more criticism, so we have to start doing that. <laughs> he I'm wants what? Pro, I'm still pro Elijah. Sorry, this is. I'd prefer they keep Elijah on. Messi he, wants, he wants more, more criticism, so we have to start criticizing his characters a little bit more. <laughs> hey, listen, just brought me on. Didn't know that I just straight criticized his character. So there you go. Okay, boom. No, but I, I definitely agree. It did feel like a, a magical Yondas at first, and then he became like a lot more intelligent and a lot more. Um, he, he's played the a character. A lot more of Elijah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right about I, the, I really... time. <laughs> the change happened. <laughs> True. It's like, no, like you're 100% right. Yeah. It's almost like what, what he went through, like, oh, I actually got to start doing things properly now, otherwise I might die from it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's a bit like 
Rayren, but like because Rayren also has a high intelligence, right? But the way Ooh. their their intelligence is used is very different, right? Elijah yeah. uses it primarily for like literally like knowledge stuff, right? And magic. While Rayren uses his knowledge his intelligence for, you know, magic and stuff, but like less of that in terms of like a focus of a character and more of a the usage of words to twist them and because I think like in terms of like mechanics for Pathfinder, he has um Yeah, he has the one that changes, whatever. Yeah, it allows him to use intelligence to like diplomacy and that sort of thing, yeah. Instead of yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I manipulation more than he uses intelligence for manipulation rather than knowledge, like you were saying. So an interesting thing that, that happened is that um the a soldier came and asked for Rena and her companions to go with to go meet um Lieutenant Commander Jake and Hauser. But before they left, Cadis had tipped her off saying he's gonna be looking at her as like a prize to be able to turn around and say, Ooh, look what I have because Commander Barden's at her first, so now he wants her. And I believe that heavily influenced their uh, interactions. God damn it, Cadis. Yeah. <laughs> we could have we could have had a chance to see what the offer was at the end said that I uh, I don't think I would have. I don't care about that offer. I don't. It wouldn't have made a difference. Rena didn't. Wouldn't have taken. Doesn't matter what offer he put out. Rena would never have taken it. Yeah, right? but I think she would have looked at it a little bit more because she really does not like Barnes. So she would have been like, she would have heard him out. Hopefully, it's, that's, that's a lower one. You didn't even hear him out after what Kata said. So it's like, damn it. <laughs> This guy's like a whole step below Barnes. Like in terms of like actual utility, this guy is like way, way, way less useful. Because first of all, you have to trust him with a bunch of new information that he doesn't already have. Uh, you would have to then like trust that if his commander comes back, that he will be in the best interest of them. While Barnes yeah, already knows the commander's not coming back. <laughs> I don't. Did he go to? The, I don't know what happened to him. She, yeah, that commander went to the time temple, and um, oh. you know how we killed the two things there, yeah. and suddenly there's another one. Yeah, I forgot, I, I forgot what it was that commander. So, but doesn't doesn't mean he gets to? I don't know how the parent structure. I don't think he just immediately like. No, he would get the promotion, so he's basically the commander then. Mm-hmm. They, just they just don't know that that was that person because. That person got transformed into something else, and then no way to recognize what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's all middle right. knowledge, like, oh, that's what happened to him. <laughs> but again, I think I think my point stands in terms of usefulness. Barnes already knows the information, so you'd rather keep your baskets with her because if you betray her, she can use that information. Well, I agree. That's definitely the smart move, but I think. Um, before Cadis said anything, and before like Elijah was saying, "Hey, let's be a little bit more close to Cadis," she probably would have at least heard him out, especially when he was offering freedom, and not the parallel kind kind of freedom, like he was saying. He was like, um, "I think she probably would have heard what his offer was," but after Cadis said that thing, and after they had that heart to heart, it was like, "Yeah, whatever you have to offer me is not worth it anymore." So, <laughs> well. What is freedom if it's uh, forced and given upon you, right? Like, it's the true question. Because is it like, is she really getting the freedom she wants if she's literally like, hey, you can leave Perrindale? Like, what, what, what could he? He don't. If it's not the Perrindale type of freedom, what does she get? First class citizenship? Like, you're still living <laughs> under the. She's already a second class one, so that's 
yeah it's like is that really like a freedom that's more of just now you're stuck more within this system that you don't like or you've used the system and now you've benefited but everyone that you cared about like fighting for their freedom whatever you just toss it aside that's like not gonna happen yeah yeah but that's why i was kind of sad when they give up the revolution but <laughs> the revolution was bad from the start i i could yeah it was a bad idea but it was like i was i was look, hoping to see some something come out of it it was very <laughs> very good character development okay that revolution and its failure made the characters better pretty about those contexts though <laughs> who was it Wait, Leslo and the other one that one was greens and Lazo. Who was that? Was that in funnies? It wasn't greens actually. It was no, 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 Lazo was Anna's. Yeah, that's just... well, I, I would assume Vance is yours, fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had. It was so those two have basically died in the gate. Yeah. The funny thing is when when Delric was asking Patreon for like character ideas, I didn't give him a name. Like I was just put putting the idea out there. And I forgot to give him a name, and that's how he ended up with the name Vance. So, oh. <laughs> hey, fun story. <laughs> Hashtag Rudgip. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading notes, and I just looked down at the bottom of the page. <laughs> that's something Steve said in the chat that made me laugh. Dude. <laughs> Uh, is that when they all like got up to go to a bathroom break and yeah, yeah. Said, <laughs> hashtag regipeat we have to put that in in the chat next time um <laughs> next time regicide starts everybody if you remember <laughs> oh well, you know just in a big break <laughs> so they didn't even they didn't even take anything they didn't accept any offers from Elijah at a good time to go afterwards. Someone got something out of that. <laughs> it just wasn't Rena. <laughs> <laughs> but I do believe that leaves us with um, with um, Yondas' time. Yeah, it, it, it's time for Yondas. Loper mom? Question mark? <laughs> Loper mom and Loper dead. Huh. Yondas a Loper? Question mark? Yeah, man. Oh, man. So much goodness in this. What was it? Like an hour and a half? <laughs> Maybe like an hour? Something like oh. that, yeah. Mm. Like, I was playing games while listening, and then when the Yandus started popping up, I actually, like, minimized my game. I was like, okay, let me pay attention to this. This is, like, <laughs> this is getting interesting. So we start off with Yandis, um finding out. Where, no, I'm sorry. He he um, has information about where the crystal is, which is actually um, their old training ground. So he goes there. He tries to sneak into there. I, uh, I believe it was like super early in the morning. So probably like four or five o'clock in the morning. So he does so successfully. This is the, the best mess he has rolled. <laughs> well, he <almost> <laughs> Yo, it, it's game over next session. I mean, he rolled really well in the time tempo with Elijah, but this is the best he's done with Yondas, definitely. I mean, yeah, but he got like three nat 20s, dude. Hmm. This is the best he's rolled. Let <laughs> me tell you from experience, it only goes downhill. And it goes downhill hard. Yeah. Steve, remember that one time? I'm like, I rolled like two natural 20s, like back to back or close to it. I'm like, Scott, the next rule I make, it's going to be a natural one. And I rolled, <laughs> I rolled a free die and it was a natural one. 
Yeah, um, which characters yeah. are these? Because I think this might have happened more than once. <laughs> you know what? It happens to me more than once. I think the fact that you can't remember proves that this analogy works. Next time you're on the plane, it's the maximum roll is going to be a 10 with modifiers. Yeah. So game over, okay. If only they had, if only they had Pathfinder modifiers. <laughs> oh, true. If he was a uh, hobgoblin, you know, uh, a hobgoblin rogue, he would have a 35 stealth. <laughs> 36. But yeah. Even God couldn't find him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, either I'm saving up for bringing Osugo back or Osubugo back, <laughs> like Lex is saying, or I'm bringing back <laughs> Can we just roll back a step? Orsu Wugo. <laughs> that from was, talking, yeah, it was from Plex because he was talking about okay. Uwu, his character from the community game in one of the chats. <laughs> like, yeah, Orsu Wugo Uwu and like, Haku. Like, yeah, like, oh, okay. It's a funny <laughs> thing from chat to remember. <laughs> I forget what character Lightning Dragon played in that one. And I, there was someone else too. But it was me, Plex, Lightning, someone else. I was Scott. half of you. Was cool. Oh, Scott, you're right. Scott was playing, and then Unfunny was DMing. Yeah. Yep. I remember his character concept. I don't remember his name, though. Um, it was the orc that had the. Um, Warlock, the, the... Okay one, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, it was Warlock. Oh, okay. Yes. It was the one that, yeah, because Hafu was just walking in Kajinxi. He's like, yo, join. Sure. And then. We kept walking. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> no, that was Ulu, wasn't he? Was the orc? That's that. That was that one. Was I, half, I think they were both half orcs. And yes, and one I was think walk, one was fighter. I want to say or ranger. I that doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a long time. Those those ones haven't been uh, uploaded anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, it's been like over a year. I think. Wow. Wow, you make me feel old. Yeah, man. <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> it makes Scott laugh because he's like almost twice my age. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, he's not. He's like he's a good he's a good like five years like before he's twice my age, to be clear. He acts he acts twice our age though. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Scott acts like he's fifty five. Depends on the moment, of course. <laughs> He acts like he's fifty-five, but like he 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 knows tech, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's like, true. He's like three quarters of the year. Sort of the charge for the massive dome piece jokes that he's throwing around. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm just not going to record those clips anymore. <laughs> if you remember that, that's how freaking Regicide opened this week with another massive dome piece joke. <laughs> yep. You should compile them all into one like video. Oh, funny, I was, I funny, I was the, just like, I'm going to get that on that ceiling, sure, but I'm more booming when it comes to tech. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, give me back to The crystal. Yeah, the crystal. It, it finally got it, is, it after almost getting shot. <laughs> it has something to do with time. No, so does she. <laughs> well, she's a loper. Like, I think we can, like, right? I I was yeah. sus when she was married to a loper, you know, like. Well, I thought he was a loper also, but everyone else was saying he probably isn't. 
So I was like, all right, fine. Maybe he's not a loafer. But now that she did all this shit, well, she's definitely a loafer. I, there's no way in hell you can convince me she's not a loafer. <laughs> the question is, can lopers reproduce lopers? Mm. Is it is the reproduction of lopers, like how they are born, or is it the process of like training they went under what made them lopers? I guess we'll find out yeah, a bit of to England and in the campaigns. Because it's right? a is... camp of supposedly ordinary ones over there, so. <laughs> well, we don't even know what they are. So, like, you know, because, and we'll probably literally, like. There's some talk oh. in some of the PDFs about, like, how they could be, like, it's just a refugee camp and that sort of thing. So, you'd assume they aren't as dangerous as the ones that are infiltrating by that point. But that's just some assumption. Yeah, but... It could be the difference between, you know, a hobgoblin and a mole. Yeah, true. Right? Where we wouldn't consider, like, them the same thing, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. Know. Yeah, I but, yeah, so I think Yondas is born of Loper, but, you know, maybe not Loper. Hopefully. I think it, it, yeah, it'd be bloody interesting if Ophers had I found out. Yeah. Wait, uh, parents of Ophers? Wait, what are you... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but would he care? Ophios is talking about his like, you know, friend that he like I cried mean, over. Um, how many times did they almost kill each other before that happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the relationship got better over time. Yeah, and 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 this is like Ophios's sole purpose in life is just to kill lovers. So he's that's gonna be a hell of a confliction right there, dude. I it'd just be funny because he's like, I tried to kill him so many times and I gave up and that sort of thing, and he's just my friend. And thing. But there's a fucking loper the entire time. What I was onto something straight away. Listen, if you wanted to kill lopers, he could go to their lands to kill their refugee camps, okay? He's not just talking about the lopers, he's killing the people with the magical that's manipulating, like manipulating people and like bending space time. Yondas doesn't do that, right? So, so I think uh, it's a I think it's a difference. That's all I'm saying, okay? I don't know, man. I'm sensing some tragedy here. I'm sensing some tragedy. So what? Reunite, she's like, Yonda's like, yeah, I think my mom, my mom and dad are lopers. Then he just gets like a knife in the back, like... Uh, no, no, it won't be a knife in the back. He doesn't have to worry about that. It'll just be a sword through the front. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not convinced. Well, Yannis still cares about his mom. I think he still has some feelings for his dad, but you know he still cares about his mom. I can't see Yannis letting just letting Ophios go and murder his mom in front of him, dude. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Maybe, maybe we need to consider. Not all lopers are bad people. I know, right? Mm. So it's, oh. it's a funny freaking, funny freaking idea, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I think they have I think, to. I think I already brought this up. I think I already brought this up in the Regicide one that we just the Regicide podcast and oh. before, but like the, when that first group of patron groups went through and we met both the Sloco and the Lopers first, it was like I think I like the Lopers more than the Sloco because I keep on getting fucking bit by them. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, you're at odds with Commander Barnes, did my friend? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Listen, what she doesn't know will definitely hurt her. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, the person that came in contact with those lopers and slickos, he's gone. You know what about the 35 stealth? What was it, 36? 36, yeah. yeah. He's gone. Oh. Shouts out for him. Man, I, I I hope we get... Well, you know what? I'm not hoping we get to see Yandis next week. I want more of Yandis, but I think it's like I think it's great when we just get like little spurts here and there of what Yandis is doing. I, well, I enjoy that so much. He's going to Hod Gwen. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll we'll be in a Hod Gwen, eh? Instead of Rome. We'll already say to Hod Gwen. <laughs> Let's hope he can navigate. I don't I I'm not too sure, but you know. He's <laughs> I'm I'm worried for him because his family's his mom's gonna probably send some people after him. I imagine. Oh yeah, he's got the yeah. crystal, dude. Yeah, <laughs> at least if, at least if his mom is doing it. You know, they're not gonna try and kill him automatically. If it was his dad who was doing it. Um, I think there might be um maybe a couple of battalions of Perrin coming after him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't trust the Steve's guild that she hired though, because they. They accidentally tried to kill him, so <laughs> they might accidentally try it again. <laughs> so just mind magic some people. I'm sure she has it, right? That's that. You know, you can change time. Every everything. Change time, teleport things, change their own appearance, and uh, create mess of space. But we haven't really seen them do much in the way of mind stuff. Yeah. I mean, the only other time where they would have had the opportunity to do that would have been Leo, and they just sent him inside out. Hey, all I'm saying is, under Psychonics and Pathfinder, there's plenty of stuff to do with your mind. That's all, okay? <laughs> there's so, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's in the books, and they, they, they use Psychonics. So, <laughs> take that how you will. Also, shout out to Will and Graham for that um, that amazing weapon choice he gave on this. Classic longbow. The first weapon that comes in mind is a longbow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was being a bit of an archer when um, Rena got left behind with all the zombies. <laughs> Maybe he was thinking of that. <laughs> He could try to do that with no arrows, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's part loper now. Maybe he can. Uh... That's why you use a sling, people, because you can find ammo for it wherever the hell you're walking. <laughs> he's not suddenly part loper. He's always been part loper. It's like not like once it's revealed, it doesn't mean like he's always been mostly the other. It's sudden for me though, which is what is important. So. Um, I feel like it's sudden for Jan to st- for Messi. I don't. I don't think he knew. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Last thing, and then we can move on to Thronekeeper. Um, I think Lieutenant, the Lieutenant, was going to offer Rena freedom by killing her Hayrid. I think that's what the plan was, according to uh, Delric's uh, last few couple of comments. Yeah, how the Regicide campaign has not really been doing much by the Regicide and giving her the opportunity at this point. Yeah, we knew that it was going for that. <laughs> Yeah, but let's be honest. Rayrin could probably like probably two v one five e characters, maybe even three v one. She does have that axe, that anti magic axe. Uh, I don't know how it works, but I'm just saying if she gets it's, hit by it's, one, 
That's anti-abjuration magic. So any sort of defense magic he puts up, she's basically just cutting through. Uh, well, Rorian's a gish. He's a magus. He uses armor. So um, she's one hit by... So yeah, the mage armor's not going to help him. No, no, no. He wouldn't use mage armor. He wears actual armor. Yeah, that armor that he's got, that pad armor that's really good against bludgeoning and piercing. Not very good against slashing. Hey, hey, listen. All I'm saying is a shocking grouse is like 66 or something damage. And he can charge more than one of those in an attack. Um, she can attack three times, he can attack twice. <laughs> 66 is a lot more than 1d12. <laughs> That's all I have also to say. Also the one with the least amount of health amongst all three of them. Hey, I'm not saying... <laughs> she always rolls the worst. Oh, no. I'm saying she might have 100 and something HP, but he has shotgun grasp. It's a really good <laughs> spell. Read it. All I'm saying is go barbarian. <laughs> Get that rage in. True. Take no, wait. I'm turning with the beer. So then you've got protection against everything except, everything except psychic. So you get half damage yeah, yeah. for everything except psychic. <laughs> <laughs> well, rage wouldn't help against the shock damage. And That's true. Yeah. It would help against the damage. damage it would, it's, with the totem uh, because it literally halves all damages except for psychic. So that would help with that. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know who would win. I think he could probably kill two. I, I'd imagine he could kill two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. if he could all three, but he wouldn't be alone. Like so, hmm. it's okay. Pathfinder I mean, is just better. I think the only time I've seen him alone in recent memory has been uh, with a devil. <laughs> hey, listen. No, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, if he really needs to get out of jail free card, calls the devil, kill these people. Boon, please. Done. Easy. He just wins. I don't know, dude. Pedro likes Rina a lot more than he likes Raren. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Pedro doesn't <laughs> make the deal. Because it's a devil, unfortunately. I mean, oh, oh you're might... talking about the yeah. bone devil. The bone devil. Yeah. Out. It's GG. Yep, you're right. <laughs> you're like, it's you're a bone devil, not a bone devil anymore. Oh, it leveled up. You're right. Yeah. So, see, my statement um... is even more true now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was a barb devil too, actually. <laughs> and now Raren's basically got like cowboy arm of that as well. He's just gonna like, isn't it like a buckler, right? It's almost like a buckler, yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't it actually give him like a shield bonus? Well, I know that that particular area of him has DR against everything except good weapons. So, oh, okay. I thought it was counted as a buckler. Where it, we could, give him it could potentially use it as that or finagle it to be something like that, but at this point, because, because like, yeah, if, if he they tried stabbing you through it with a dagger to Jack. There was with there was with one as well. There's the highest strength of the three of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happened in uh, Thronekeeper? A lot of shade towards Kingmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll be on the Corvain diplomacy route later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have my defense for Raven, but that's a, that's that's later. Also, geez, that's, that's been three years I've been subscribed since that show. Damn, it is three years for you. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's like oh, six months. I was like, oh, oh, Jesus, three years. <laughs> I'm just over, I think, a year. Wasn't it like seventeen months or something like that? I think I saw. Or was that someone else? Yeah. I think I've been subbed since like, well, I, 
I don't know. I think I joined the Patreon before I became a sub. I don't remember though. Maybe. I can't really track my um my subs to Twitch as easily. I can look back on the Patreon build list. I could mm-hmm. probably, do, but you know, that's work. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Scott also mentioned that it also leaked. There's a new campaign at the start of this one. So. I don't think it's yes. a leak. I think it's a full on announcement. I just called it leak because it wasn't going into full diff. <laughs> no, you're right. So it's a full-on announcement. <laughs> we dropped the ball there, guys. That was supposed to be our announcement, but uh... hey, uh, guys are officially announcing, no um, and um, we couldn't manage to record. So we're officially <laughs> announcing regicide. Uh, so not regicide. Uh, Aurora Vanguard totally its name. Not putting the one I liked uh, green suggesting the most at all. Uh, Vanguard's a really cool name for it. Please support. Thank you. Oh, dude, I didn't know he chose that name. That's a badass name, actually. I like that. He didn't. Yes. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, there was a very, like, last-minute mention of, like, something like, I think it was, like, Warmongers or something like that. I don't think he actually... Yeah. Or if you want three syllables still, because apparently all the other names had three syllables. Uh, high Vanguard, but uh, I think just Vanguard. Mm. He, he needs syllables, okay? If we're not asking Rena for freaking making something canon every second episode, could do that. Rena, make it canon. <laughs> make the name of the campaign canon, please. <laughs> Listen, she still has that one thing she hasn't made canon yet last episode. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I still blame Naga for going into that topic in the first place. It's <laughs> just like the perfect place to drop that. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it's all Naga's fault. <laughs> uh, do we want to discuss a little bit about, about what he said for the um, campaign? Oh, I think it's super, super cool. I'm 100% for it. I love it. Every idea of it, every single aspect of it. I think it's really, really cool. And I think it's going to... It's what kind of kingmaker is but like cooler no offense to kingmaker the way i the way i look at it it's basically like crusader kings but kajuxi analogy even though i haven't played crusader kings i just watched a fuck ton of it recently so Uh, yeah uh, you don't really want to know my you want to know my hours in strategy games okay Uh, i mean my strategy games are more like age of empires dawn of war um um but on the Crusader King's point, it's more like Mountain Blade. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally Mountain Blade. Yeah, that's a good that's that's a good analogy. Also. It depends on how in depth they look going, but yeah. I I mean, yeah, they all get their own territory and domain, right? It's like the castles, right? Then they and have potentially all their, their own, own um armies. backing them up as well, like advisors and that sort of thing. So Exactly, yeah. right? And, and then they're going also to be living... a you don't really and get that unless you're like the actual leader in vanilla mountain blade and like like you don't really get so much like advices and that sort of thing. I think. Uh Bannerlord kinda changes it. No, no, I'm thinking about the original, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh so yeah, new games, right? Uh Bannerlord kinda changes it. My laptop's <laughs> kind of uh, a potato, so <laughs> playing the newer games yeah. is a little bit more difficult for me. Bannerlord is uh it's a uh my computer runs hot. I could probably cook an egg off my graphics card. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, dwarves, 
they live forever. They lived before humans on the surface, right? 100% yeah. fact information from the fantasy books that were read to children. I do yeah. want to say, however, to everyone that's watching Throne Keeper, that uh, you probably want to skip to an hour 21 because that's how long it takes them to actually start playing the game. Out of a uh, four hours, 44 minutes, and 48 seconds, freaking long video. Now, 21 marks your safe bit for, okay, they're actually going to start it now. <laughs> okay, in the defense, they started late, and Scott was just talking to people for like an hour and a half. And then they had 35 minutes, 40 minutes of actually not doing anything. But I'll defend Listen, Scott on that one. We may have to go back and watch those episodes. I'm completely fine with all that. <laughs> I need some laughs in my between my uh my watching otherwise you know it's gonna be hard to watch but this this episode was okay yeah <laughs> i just i just the summit of this episode is okay is the definition <laughs> of every throne keeper episode <laughs> I, I i'm just saying no. Listen. i love you josh but like yeah you're just okay buddy <laughs> That's not what I meant. Okay. Unfunny is a good one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's continue with Throne Keeper real quick. Yeah, so, um, um, Laszlo looking up research into the dwarves and things like that. We had uh, Oscar looking up research into Bombo and uh, Chris Allen with Isaac, with Isaac again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sam. No, no, you go. You go. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, okay, yeah. So I can always do papers and rock if you really want to um, <laughs> make the yeah, decision. Playing, <laughs> but, uh, rock paper scissors right now, okay, buddy? <laughs> oh, gee, I think Cell won there. Sorry, Vince. So, um, all right. <laughs> uh, undefeated, dude. Middle school when we played uh, flag football, I was really bad at it, but I won every single rock paper scissors game to go first. That's all I'm saying, okay? <laughs> um. <laughs> But the the relationship between Chriselle and Lady Isaac, I think, is cute. I think it's a nice one. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. it's like an easement between the reality of, wow, we're going to have to kill a bunch of people or get a bunch of people killed to make slaves live free, you know? Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a nice break between the reality of the situation they're in. Oh, man. All right. Um, I mean, they, they did have some business discussions after they uh, made up. Mm. Um, some important things, though, that we need to point out about. And Chris not so an important thing to bring up was the whole biology source tangent. <laughs> the, <laughs> wait, the what? Biology source tangent that Scott went into after they freaking oh. did that. It's like, oh. <laughs> I may have yeah, zoomed it out because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of tangents that episode, dude. <laughs> They Do haven't played in a week. No, not about the tangents. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Out of my own I, I've missed that completely. Like that. Uh, crying yep. out. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, then... yeah. She was crying when she had the. Wait, is it with it was the like cheese? It's a... Yeah, as as Isaac left, would have been that just. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I don't remember whether it was Josh or it was Scott who went into the biology source tangent and then freaking went even further with it. But, uh, it. I think it was Scott. You know, he was saying the bi- biology onto the cheese, you know, get your cheese nice and moist, tasty, yeah. ready to eat, get a little salt on it, right? You know? 
a real creamy sauce is what it is. Like, oh, goddammit. <laughs> okay, those ain't creamy, Chief. That's all I'm saying. No, but there's a biology sauce, though. <laughs> Water is a sauce. Right? <laughs> what do you count cereal, right? If cereal and milk, is it a soup? Or is it like a salad with a dressing? Or like no, a pasta? Or is it like a pasta with a sauce? Tension, popular opinion, but I hate cereal. Right? <laughs> It's a grain. All I'm saying, it's a grain. Yeah, with a liquid-ish on it, depending on the consistency. And you can have water with it. Technically, the way I eat it, I have way more cereal than I ever would milk. So I can't even say that it's a soup. So I, don't know. I have it more like a soup because I have way more milk than I have cereal, right? <laughs> But I think you seem to have worn off that, so I never had milk with cereal. I normally just had like tin fruits and that sort of thing. That's like a syrup and that mm. sort of stuff instead of milk. So, but even still, cereal is not my favorite thing. <laughs> Steve out here not living the American life where all you eat is cereal, this sugary cereal growing up. <laughs> Last time I checked, he literally isn't living the American life. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Where my body is going. <laughs> Wait, Steve, one second. Uh, uh, one second, one second. All I got to say is that I'm channeling my inner Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> Since you can't see, I, I grabbed the Kiwi because Kiwis are one of the only fruits I'm not allergic to mildly. That's, that's oh. unfortunate. Uh, I'm allergic see to this? like peaches, apples, pears, mangoes. Well, it's really I, <laughs> I love all of them. I love all this food so much, so I can only eat, like blueberries, strawberries, bananas, like raspberries, blackberries, kiwis. So. It's moments like is this where we need a visual podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody missed it. So I did just get up and grab a kiwi and made the kiwi <laughs> pun, just to be clear. Um, I'm funny. Ha ha laugh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here all week, twenty four seven. Literally, <laughs> because my phone's connected to Discord, so I can get a message twenty four seven. Yeah, mine's is too. I just mute you all. <laughs> it's too much talking in chat. Oh, I I have every single server server muted permanently. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I think Scott's I'm, literally the only I get notifications every notification for. <laughs> okay, right, let's jump back into Thronekeeper. <laughs> that doesn't exist. They're trying to destroy Throne of Yervance, so I think they should be registered. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they're doing a better job of it. <laughs> this is a lot more planning. There is an important point in the first meeting of Chris Ellen and Lady Isaac, and that is that she actually remembers everything that happened before the past. I mean, in the, you know, before, after the party. Yeah. So, so. I actually have, I, I came up with a conclusion for this, okay? So my thought process is that anything that affects the past, like when like going through the time loop, is mm-hmm. the new reality. Because that's technically the present in that location. So that location is the present. So that location is the past for the current timeline. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. I actually know the answer, but I won't say. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, buddy. But yeah, that's, 
No, that's, 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 that's Vance's that's turn to break someone's theory this time instead of me doing it to him all the time. <laughs> this is my hypothesis. I channel the normal uninformed man for the show, okay? Because... Let me let me see if I could come up with my own hypothesis before I knew the answer was that um yes, I agree 100% of what you said that it's it's new reality because um the the only thing I want to point out though is that during the uh the the ball there were two people apparently that they the AC were supposed to go see and talk to with Lady Arsene, and that's that's it. But other than that, I I agree with your your theory with the um, new yeah. reality. You you agree with it uh, in past tense. You agreed with it. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. I agreed with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> boys, I'm all wrong, but it's okay. You're not wrong though. Oh? I mean, because it is it is it is new reality, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean every. Yeah, it's the thing being like so it's not best or how it channel, used to be. To channel my theory more. And the reason why the others forgot the other meeting is because there was a time spot in that location at some point which changed the events in that location, which overwritten mm-hmm. the original event, which makes everything consistent. I can see that, yep. I can see that. So that's my uh that's my theory. Uh Steve, you got a theory? Not the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just promise not to give it out, okay? Um. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is, unless proven wrong, I'm right. <laughs> but I, no, I I do agree with the with the um the new reality thing. I can see where you're coming from with the with the um the other thing also. Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing that, like, makes sense for the information we have been given, like, in terms of, like, in the show, because that's actually the only information I have, because I don't have, like, I don't actually have Patreon information on it, so. Well, I, I don't have, have, I don't either. I can go to Patreon. Oh, well, this, this one. I don't talk to Scott about it. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess it's a better answer. I can't really do it because I'm working at the time. <laughs> Let me say this. The the hint I got was the hint I just gave you. I didn't get a full blown answer, but I pieced it together what it was. So the Arcane Congress supposed to meet people? With meeting with uh Lady Arsium at the at the ball. Lady Arsium went to go talk to two people and then the Arcane Congress were were with them and they were both enchanters, so but both were wearing colors of enchantment school. Yeah. I mean, he... I can't bring a connection to it. My brain. So, Mike... So, okay. So, he didn't actually give me an answer. He did give me that hint I just gave you. But with it, I was able to kind of piece together everything. And I'll give you what I think the answer was. And it's that um, Lady Arceum basically talked to those two. And because she was talking to two members on the council trying to convince them, convince them about, you know, her, her new way, her new school of magic. I'm sorry. Um, and because she needed those votes. Oh yeah. She, she manipulated them. Much more. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, they wouldn't remember. Uh, maybe, but I don't know if that makes sense because, 
unless like that that only makes sense if we're considering that event didn't actually happen in the past and it happened in the present consistent with all other things at that present time right but in this new reality thing like you were saying everybody remembers except those two true the only problem problem with this Uh, we don't know who they targeted yeah we don't know who they targeted you're right but no that's true last week it I think it's Qatar. We saw Qatar there at the ball, and there was another one. Considering it's supposed to be for council members, Qatar makes sense that if there wasn't any yeah. other ones, Nadi was also there. So I just don't. Think... Oh, right, right, right. So there's there's three council members we know of that were there. So we know that. Wait, Zach, why, we why know being... Nadia, and we know that Qatar's there. Why am I being so cryptic? This came up in the episode. I'm gonna say like this is like literally discussed. <laughs> like it's like 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 that's in my. Uh... <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Didn't Chris Ellen and Lady Isaac have this conversation? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, with the with the new reality, it's most likely that they were talking to um Nadia Lady Nadia and Qatar. And those two don't remember uh seeing Chris Ellen at the ball because their memories were manipulated well, wait. and wiped a little bit. We don't know that. We don't know what yeah. they don't the first the the other meeting with Chris Allen. We know Qatar doesn't remember. So we know definitely Qatar was affected. We don't know right. Nadia or Isaac afterwards. Because it's two council there's two council members. We could we assume that it's two council members from what was told to Leslie. Presumably, yeah. So I, I all I'm saying is that I think my theory can be consistent with this idea too, okay? Yeah. Well all I'm saying is Lady Isaac did mention that that only those two probably don't remember i mean yeah, yeah don't no, no. remember that's that was for before oh. the party before the party yeah no no that could definitely be it where did they meet like what location did they originally like have chris ellen have those discussions with them originally uh, met Qatar in a weapon shop and also you know the party nadia was, was, it was about capital? to leave for somewhere yeah in the capital okay nadia was about to leave for somewhere and then at the party Right, and right now they're at the Capitol. Yeah, and um, Lady Isaac remembers her being in the Capitol when she originally did that, right? No, Isaac yes. wasn't. Isaac wasn't in the Capitol at that point. She was celebrating. She wasn't. See how time gets mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, the, here's the weird thing: she wasn't there originally, but she was there now because that was yeah. a meet, that was one of the reasons that her and Chris Ellen were like having that quote unquote fight. Was because she was like, you, "Oh, during the meeting, you didn't even pay attention to me. Like, you didn't even shoot me a glance or anything." And it was like, "That's you weren't there." <laughs> I think at the same time, the time happened at the in the past with the ball. There was a time st- switch inside the capital. Yeah, right. Well, and the present Isaac went into the capital instead of the past one, right? And then that changed the time there. Right, and they wouldn't remember those meetings anyway because of that. I'm still thinking it's kind of a timeline thing, but I, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying this. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Throne Keeper, one furthest away from the time temple, has been the most fucked with by the time temple because <laughs> that little gift, that little freaking area there is such a jumbled mess. <laughs> it's because mm. of all the magic that's being used. Mm. 
Low-key, though, like, maybe, actually. A Maltese magic technically isn't, like, the structured way which can harm the rifts or whatever, which is why the Arcane Congress was founded. So, like... Mm-hmm. It's much more elemental magic. There's there are elemental planes. So there's all those connections there, potentially. And so, mm-hmm. seeing as how time's also a plane on this one, maybe that's yeah. just filling into it, too. That's just me. Um, afterwards, uh... Chris Ellen pretty much stays around Lady Isaac. I mean, the entire time. <laughs> she does meet up with the boys really quickly, and then she goes back to being Lady Isaac's pet. <laughs> simp. Okay, proper word too, okay? You're right. You're right, simp. She does. She simps so hard that episode. <laughs> but it is okay to simp for the ones you love, because you know what? It's not really a sip because she gets out. She gets like, you know, she gets the lady at the end. Where the simp would get nothing, right? So like, you know, she's more of just, you know, like a normal person. Yeah, that's true. Can Chris Ellen simp though? I mean, doesn't she get enough ass to not be able to not have to do that? She can simp. Okay. <laughs> We also, we also got to mention of a certain book by Hansel, certain book series by Hansel Corvain about this time. Oh, yes. We're going to get yes. to Corvain diplomacy, okay? It's <laughs> around at the same time. It, that was truth. Corvain diplomacy is phenomenal. Listen, it's the best branch of diplomacy. Oscar doesn't understand the nuance. <laughs> yeah, so then they find a. Uh, book series that's uh basically diplomacy for dummies and give that to them and say like oh i learned everything completely differently <laughs> so one for dummies is better than the one for all i'm saying is all i'm saying all i'm saying is is how do you think amulta ended up in that situation in the first place <laughs> <laughs> listen dude okay all i am saying is there's the guy that wrote uh, Diplomacy for Dummy. There's one of the family member is one of the family members a king of a country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. Diplomacy of the Cravens got them on a throne of a country. <laughs> I don't see any dummies for diplomacy dudes ruling <laughs> yet. I, I I never said it was not possible. Oh, I'm just at this moment seeing it. <laughs> you know, now you said that it'd be really fucking funny if it was the king before the queen. I don't think we—I don't think we ever went over as to who the author was. I don't think it was ever mentioned, but that'd be a funny way to twist it now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just going off the information we currently have. Okay, I'm not factoring in possible new revelations. That's true. Look, I, the entire time I was just imagining that Faust wrote the book, and that's why it involved massages. <laughs> and <all kinds laughs> <of nonsense. laughs> oh, that makes it even funnier if it was the king that wrote it. That's why there's so many uh, points about massages and <laughs> other <laughs> weird shit. Uh, I like how they tried to um, Laszlo use the verbiage and the phrasing of Bombo's promise to Yvonne to try to like be like, "Hey, you're still doing it. You're yeah. actually helping the people of Yvonne. This helps." Yeah. Right. Nudge, nudge, nudge. Yeah. 
also how he was trying to get at his own freaking records as well. I didn't succeed in that one. <laughs> Remember this most of the time. So. That was in the uh, the Queen's personal library, most likely. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, thing, so. All and Laszlo has to do is teleport. But he doesn't know the location. He's conjuration school. He's not supposed to be using um, <laughs> thing magics anymore. Even like the um, teacher that he has is using it at the same time. So he's kind of a hypocrite. Um. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. No one's going to be mad if you use one dimension door. <laughs> Interesting you see one. How well does that work out for him? <laughs> hey, he's alive okay. right now and doing kind of well. So. <laughs> Who's going to condemn him if he's Dimension Door? The Hurricane Congress? I mean, you're right. He's good. Just do it. He would have to get a scroll, which is unlikely. I mean, he did just hand in all of those scrolls. True. Maybe he'll have an idea as to where they went. Maybe have an idea as to where they make a house later on. I don't think they would have a Dimension Door. I don't think we'll ever do it, but... So yeah, we, we find out that there were a couple of people in the council... Uh, when the king was ruling, that are still on the council, um, like RCM Bombo, I forget the the third one. Uh, Heathcard. Uh, Heathcard, of course. And then Lady RCM's, uh, I'm mean, not RCM, Lady Isaac's mother <laughs> was also on the council at that time. Um, Heathcard, we also find out Heathcard uh, was basically a badass at war, uh, and that's how he got his position. He started as a regular. Old council was, we still had Arsium, we still had Brintel, we still had Bombo, we had Isaac's mother, and everyone else basically changed. But we didn't have right, Brintel. Yeah, it was Brintel, I forgot. You said to go back three miles. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of confused why they cared about who was on the council. Was it uh, to look at who made the promises to Yovance? Yeah, and also, was... wasn't it for the dwarves? I was thinking oh, that it might be something to do with that oh. too, because I think that council might have been around at the same time the doors turned up. It, mm-hmm. it would have to be because they. It, it was could the potentially thing. be older. Is the problem? True, but yeah, I think it was well, for the dwarves. Yeah, RCM RCM definitely says it was during the dwarves. Um, when what's his face? Lazlo brought it up in conversation last episode. She had, she said she corrected him and said it was uh, the king. And also, to be fair, any of those consumers could have changed any time during that reign. So, especially with this time shit now. <laughs> yeah, that was probably in a different universe. <laughs> hey, okay. I mean, it's still written down. So, <laughs> if it was different, it'd be changed. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it depends on how large the time space is. Oh, I'm sure it's only getting bigger. Until they fix it. Fix it. Who's going to fix it? Regicide ain't fixing it. They caused it. This is why... uh, I mean, it would be a nice way to get rid of... Crawl go in there, fix it, and then freaking Jake uh, Grishka pops out. (laughs) We all think that Rena's the protagonist, but it's actually Yondis. We just don't get to see him because Scott's playing a long game. He's gonna he's gonna show up at the end like haha bitches. <laughs> Yondis fixed time. He did it. <laughs> Yondis is my protagonist, okay? <laughs> oh man. I still think that Crystal is, it belongs to the time eat, so um I wouldn't be too sure about that. 
Alan the Tishman from Eden. Like, yeah. I don't think there's anything I, we came across that even mentioned the quest to World of Earth. As someone who went through Oh, yeah, you guys read a lot of shit. Someone who went through that temple for like three, two sessions? No. To be fair, the two of us are the only ones that got out. It's a lot getting out. Is an all time favorite moment. Okay. Um, their plan for making a new nation has a lot to do with farming. I don't mm-hmm. think any of the characters know anything about farming, though. Oh, uh, Oscar does. Oscar does? Is he, was he on a yeah. farm? Yeah, his parents were farmers. Oh, okay. Well, that's mean he knows farming. But that's better than I thought. I thought, I thought it, it was just more a bunch than nothing. Of- yeah, I thought it was just a bunch of non-farmers talking about farming. I was like, wow, that sounds like the most like nobility thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. So peasants, this is great farmlands. Um, it's between rivers and uh, there's trees. But no, no, it makes sense. They have a good point, though. <laughs> um, I like that they're actually doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Isaac's uh, criticism came into play a lot during that meeting they had. With um, how are you gonna pay for all this? <laughs> how are you gonna feed all these people? How are you gonna like clothes and supplies? Yovance yeah. is an ally, and even if we do agree to it, like we still need to pay these soldiers and stuff. So, um, that was important. Also, nobody knows how Chris Owen fucked up her relationship with um Lady Nadia <laughs> because. Lady Nadia was like her biggest supporter, and she fucked up that relationship somehow. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I'm wondering if it had something to do with time because the time yeah, thing happened. Um, she didn't know that time. she didn't know that Nadia was the biggest supporter, and uh, Nadia was pro advance and she was talking to Nadia before freaking before they went to the party. She had low roles. That's the answer. The one time she <laughs> failed. It's okay. Yeah, I know. It's like. Wait, that happened? <laughs> You're selling at a low roll? Yeah, I'm, right. That ha- I'm not. It's not me imagining. Were we right? hallucinating? Was it? Was it? Was there some sort of time glitch that happened on us in real life? <laughs> like the Nelson Mandela effect? Like it might have been an episode where Akala wasn't there. So... <laughs> the Lord and Savior God Akala. <laughs> no, no, he's only the God of Regicide. <laughs> Yo, Aklo gave us some luck for our Patreon game, okay? So, so Aklo is my luck. Jake gave us so much luck. That I called Jake the daddy of, Bar- of daddy of the Baron Lands. <laughs> I, if I could show you the logs, every time Jake is mentioned, like since then, I've literally called said Jake the daddy of the Baron Lands, <laughs> or the, the the yeah the dad of the. Barren lands. Oh, like, I love how at one point he was like, "No, you can keep, you can keep fucking Arabel out of the Barren Lands." Thank you very much. Tell no to keep Arabel out of the Barren Lands. I plan on giving a nice uh, fortune's favor to Jake specifically. Uh, uh, if I can, I'll give it. I'm to just gonna gloss over the fact that I was just like in chat going, "Do it. You won't. You won't give us more tick upgrades. You won't give us more toilet. They didn't do it. You pussies." <laughs> I'm not scared of the tech upgrades at all. Like, honestly. Okay, keep giving them to us. We might actually invent guns in the Baron Lands. 
right. Did we want to finish? Well, we could talk about that, but I don't know if we want to finish wrapping up a Throne Keeper. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, I mean, after the the conversation about the farming and and the plot of land that are going to be going out, that's pretty much that was pretty much it. Um, I mean, there there was some other stuff like with Bombo, where Oscar was talking to Bombo. He got a couple of, well, he got a lot a, a bit of a pitch in before Bombo got offended and told him to get the hell out of here. <laughs> but he did say that you could put the re- he can put the report on his desk. And we find out that um, we also find out that Bombo has never actually met with a Yovan's, uh what is it called? Merchant Lord. Uh, yeah. Merchant Lord. And chooses not to. I think he chooses not to because if he did, he wouldn't upkeep his deal. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so. I think he could be convinced. I think he can. I, 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 they say, they say he probably can't be convinced. I think he can be convinced personally. Yeah, they just need to. They just need to do all the groundwork first. They just need to have. They, they have to give him something concrete. I mean, yeah. the DM specifically said that he's um like a Mitch McConnell. So I don't know. If he can't Mitch McConnell to support Biden. Yeah, that's what it was said. It was basically <laughs> said that they need at least four people from the council in order to have a chance. And if they get Bombo, yeah, they may have well have just that's one outright. Yeah, that's still largest hurdle right there. Well, hey, they technically have two out of four. Their their plans from now though is to go in. Um, well, it's a choice. See Krilla. Yeah, see Krilla, and then it's a choice between do we want to go to the dwarves or do we want to go go to Tazendale and Silencia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird saying that. Yeah, they're. Actually, there's another. They're going to go talk to Krilla and the, the rest of the Bricolarum about getting information on Brintel, and then um, they're going to be using that Brint that information, information to... on Beso. That's the device. Is it Beso? Yeah, they're going. Oh, okay. as well as them going there themselves to get their own eyes on, sort of thing. Well, they're, yeah, they're going to get that information to help them convince Mambo better, mm-hmm. and also they were think they were talking about uh, hoping to get the the dwarves. Ally with the dwarves to help them build the channels of water better and all that kind of stuff. Because the lakes have gotten a divine gift recently. A lot of good, clean water. I wonder where that came from. <laughs> I remember the water being totally fine last time we went to the city. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the water for the ch- for the ice wall and that sort of thing. Like, oh. they, got, they got a gift from someone for their... their sleep. They also got a gift from that same person, the ones near base in that. But, um, so yeah, that's fair too, but... Uh, I was saying a lot of the water for channel for the for the channel and that sort of thing's gonna come from a gift from a certain um what's he a judging type of god or arbitrating type of god or... <laughs> I remember I mean, a Bionic <laughs> coming into play. He sounds a bit arbitrary, but you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, he's both he's both helped and fucked them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking about the the you know, the nice big lake next to Vaso. Yeah, yep. that's what I thought you were talking about as well. <laughs> um, I was starting you know, with the ice wall for the one for all the, the channels that they that they need, and then freaking, then I was going to go into the lake. But yes, they're both basically the same thing, just in reverse. <laughs> that, that city has plenty of supplies, plenty of extra, <laughs> yes, extra, plenty of armor, plenty of weapons. You know, it doesn't have like partially broken, you know, bridge that might take a while to fix. Um, yeah, there's no problems. <laughs> If you had managed to do that, I was planning on using my freaking Eldritch Blast push thing to help you. <laughs> Yo, listen, dude. Buck is a strong 
independent half-orc man, okay? He single-handedly pushed a bridge with one bar. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, and the donkey other side, so the bridge is stuck open and they don't have anyone else to help them, so whoever's, whoever climbs up has to be able to do it by himself. I didn't even use the donkey, so I wrote like a six on my perception check. And I thought the boat was coming too soon, so I didn't get time for a donkey. So I just tried to do it myself, and I broke one of the bars with a low roll. And then I'm like, Scott, do I have enough time to get the donkey now? Because I kind of need it. He's like, roll. Rolled like a four. He's like, no, you don't have time. So I had two strength checks left. Got like a, a really, I think got, did I get a natural 20 or just got a really high check? I, I think I got natural 20 at the end and like there's a middle tier sort of one. And like, <laughs> I, need, strength one. I need like a 20, like above a 20 at a 16 strength. Okay. Rolled a natural 20, dude. Easy. Pushed a bridge by myself, jumped onto the boat and it was free. Okay. That's, that's badass. <laughs> this is before the honestly... world turned to shit, fortunately. Otherwise, that little dip might have left you in a bit of a bad situation. <laughs> Puck is a great man. He could have killed at least 10 guards before he got killed. But he died? No, he didn't die. He didn't die. He's alive. Puck okay. okay. is, is running around northern Yervance freeing slaves. Okay? <laughs> He's fighting a good fight. It's Puck Lander. He's 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 weird. Oh, and like, weird. No, every, like everybody's in a ledger eight drink now, dude. No, listen, I'm the reason. Me and me and Ash You were there. You you saw it, Lander. He almost got us a total party kill. Okay. I could have kept fucking running off to the maximum of my range, which is outside of the maximum of their range, and firing bolts. They would have caught up. They would have left their carts and chased I'm, us. I'm, we took out all the people on horses. I'm also, I also had mobile, so I was faster than them. Not I could have kept going, but I thought we had to leave. I was like, I could have kept going. I was rolling shit, but I could have kept going. You know how long it took Buck to kill one of them? <laughs> it took both of us, and we took three rounds. If only we'd killed them. If only we'd actually killed the major. Buck didn't want to kill them. Well, it's Buck just did... got absolutely nothing because they were still alive. Because they got back up again afterwards. It's like, Dash! yeah, but Buck, Buck didn't kill them because Buck wouldn't kill people that free slaves. Like, it didn't benefit him. Okay, that's why Buck didn't kill them. These guys were free. These are Patreon characters. I know. <laughs> I'm not telling Vance. Yeah. Oh no, I know, I know who they are. Okay. I mean, I didn't, I don't know their names, but I know what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh... By the way, if you're playing 5e, fighters never play arcane archers. They're really, really bad. <laughs> That's a note to you in the audience and everyone else. Arcane archers are really bad. You get two arrows per, like, short or long rest. And that's it. To, like, level <laughs> And then you get, like, one per combat. How many times are you running more than one combat in, like, a long rest in 5e? Yeah, that's true. Damn. No, don't play arcane archers. They're really bad. Uh, just play a ranger with magic or an eldritch knight and try to spec it for magic archery. Okay. That's your. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I didn't have any complaints to that character that time. <laughs> Buck was cool. I just only used his bow once. We played like four sessions and I used his bow in once. So. 
all I'm saying. I can go into the reason why Raven's diplomacy, the Corvain diplomacy, is not 100% a terrible idea in the situation mm-hmm. of Arendelle, if that's needed. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely... Because um, you're going to have to restore some of my faith in, so, in my leash. Right now, I'm... Okay. <laughs> For the defense of Corvain diplomacy, in the use case of the lieutenant commander of the paramilitary in Ostrad, okay? He was trying to establish the fact among not just him, but all of the parent soldiers, because trust me, that stuff probably got out, that Idir wasn't just a rollover spot where they could freely march through, where there would be at least some resistance and showing of Idirian-like independence and Idirian-like pride, right? And if they didn't show anything, the parent would have just easily walked further in at some point without a second thought. Now they do it with a second thought to kill everyone, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I mean, I 100% see what you're saying, but I can't. I it can't wasn't a good idea. I never said it was a good idea. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just. Okay, yeah. I'm laying out the, the foundation <laughs> of the friend. A little filler. Yeah. I got to stay. <laughs> As I said earlier, before before we started, Raren tried to do big stick diplomacy like Teddy Roosevelt, without the big stick. Yeah. You just have a little twig against a metal wall. Um, I mean, he's um, he's chosen to quell soldiers in little feather, but I'm. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's more than the same. Man. That clip of Jake just facepalming is so good, though. <laughs> even Rich Side's seen it, and not all Rich Side watch even this. <laughs> you could just see him, his face. He's like, oh, God, what the I fuck think, did he just do? <laughs> I think a, picture of Jake, a picture of Jake doing that should become an emote. Oh, it definitely. It isn't showing love to one campaign over another. It is just the fact that Jake's us. Jake's us? How do you say Jake Jesus? Jabus, Jake, the daddy of the Baron Lands, deserves the face palm emote, okay? Yeah. For he has Jake's emotes on, um, on Discord, so he always yeah, does. And then eventually transfer it over for something else. And push. But all, all I'm saying is we need the Jake palm. So either Jake fixes <laughs> own channel we get that, or Scott really works for the heart. <laughs> I think it should be his. Um... It's up emote now. We should just change Alicia out and put put Jake's face palm in. Like, why why are you subbing to this channel, dude? <laughs> it's just the best part about the clip was that it was so drawn out. Like, he hit his face and then held it on over his mouth for like a solid 10, 15 seconds. Yep. <laughs> as, as he processed. He's still going. What, yeah, that's basically what his face was saying. This is like, why do that? And you're still fucking going, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to announce this last week, but while we're talking about Jake, why don't I um, announce that uh, today it's the start of the, the Save Jake from Dingo's Foundation. You can uh, submit your donations. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> submit your donations today, please. I think they uh, look the least of worries in Australia, okay? <laughs> you got fires, you got emus, you got spiders or tarantulas, like, bigger than my face. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like living in Australia, like, you know, being upside down, it's hard to keep your balance, you know? Like, I'm managing fine. <laughs> it's different for New Zealand. Okay, New, Ze- New Zealand's cool. And even Australia would say that. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I love your accent, Jake, because I like Australian accents. So it's okay. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is. All I'm saying is if someone disagrees with you, with a siren in the background. They... <laughs> wait, wait, who just like, wait? Someone had a siren in the background just playing. Just... I think that might have been me. <laughs> I live, I live in America, so. <laughs> I mean, still get siren, just not re- not really during the daytime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live in America too. I just live like on the bottom floor of like a four-story building, underground mm. a bit. <laughs> and my window faces inside the apartment complex's stairs so i literally i'm insulated i can't see the sun from my room uh, that would be nice actually <laughs> for me no. no i need to sleep in the morning <laughs> is there's a constant light bluish light 24 7 so it, uh... they can't the podcast can't see but you could see i got this like sheet here right you see it Mm, it fucks yeah. my window because oh I, I need to figure out what the camera sees okay nope now yeah, yeah I can kind of see it is that like blackout curtains no nope, this is just a sheet for my bed oh I mean it looks good though yeah but as you can see there's like light outside yeah and it doesn't really cover the sides I just have a shoot here because it blocks out most of the light, except when I'm facing the window. Dude, that looks really good, though. <laughs> it doesn't look like one at all. <laughs> it looks like actual curtains. Yeah, well, there's a bar pre-installed in my room. Someone left it for some reason, so I just use it. I probably it. had a similar idea. Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy blackout curtains, though, because they can like attach to the wall instead of mm. just having it. And also, I like flat sheets. I like to sleep with flat sheets because I get like really warm at night sometimes. Yeah. So flat sheets are a good way of like keeping cooler. There's your lesson, guys. If you want to keep cool in a hot room, use a flat sheet instead of a normal blanket. Yep. 100% agree. Is that our? Oh, one last thing. Um, I spelled uh, Oslin's name wrong. It's it's not what it's spelled with an O. It's spelled with an A. So that further debunks my theory. My theory is completely broken now. <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. Not all slow girl. Yeah, you're saying all, uh, all, all people beginning all people's names who begin with an O must be a um, must be a psycho. Yeah, Octavia or Sugo. And now we have Oxlade who begins with an A. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was most of the time. <laughs> There's there've been a lot more O characters with a slug that are Slico, but um Yeah, with Slico names. It's definitely it was... been enough that there's definitely not the case. <laughs> what was that name? The guy at prison in the gate. Taserface for that. His Yeah, yeah, his name was Taserface. We don't know his actual name, I don't think. Oh. Well, his name didn't have an O. Mm. <laughs> and a T. My my theory was debunked last episode. And I'm just <laughs> Announcing my mistake, <laughs> thinking it was fun with an L. <laughs> I don't think the theory has ever been proven. No, it wasn't. It was a. It was more of a hypothesis. 
Oh man, it was a great hypothesis. <laughs> I gotta go back down to the drawing board and you know, tune your figure out how. We... I mean, maybe all the slokos have no nipples, like they said in Kingmaker. You know, that might be a a canon thing. Does Ophios not have nipples? I don't. You know. Well, there was plenty of opportunity for Old Gwyn to find out when he was <laughs> running through it naked. So maybe we can get him to answer. <laughs> he has a huge body. He would have to have nipples. Nah. I mean, it's just like that. that one Ollie campaign where uh, I think it was Dean went after some golden rules. If, hear me out. Because only reason men have nipples is because we all start as like kind of a weird mix between the genders or the sexes, right? And then it forms into like um, breasts for women, and you know, I guess breasts for guys too, but with no utility, right? Mm-hmm. All humans have it. If the slokos don't breastfeed their children, they mm-hmm. wouldn't need nipples. Yeah. So biologically, they wouldn't need to develop them. There it is, everybody. That's how you tell Sloco. Tell them to show you their nipples. Well, this sounds like a really. <laughs> I can think of several times in history where people made people drop certain parts of their clothing to identify them as something. Mm. Um, not sure we want to go down that rabbit hole. I mean, <laughs> way, 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 way back, there's an Irish thing about nipples. <laughs> we have the king, king couldn't have their nipples. Wait, what? If a, if a king was so bad or whatever, they'd cut off his nipples when they executed him. Whatever. Remove people's nipples when they executed him. So that way they couldn't be king. Oh, man. It's <laughs> one of the really weird things that the Irish was. That, that um, when you met them, when you met a king and prostrate yourself, something, it had something to do with the nipples. That's about where did it go? Okay. Was this like the Irish or like the Celts? This is like way back before Celts sort of time period. This is uh, this is uh, this is Holy they pulled out they pulled out one of those peat bodies, one of those bog bodies preserved from like before Celtic. I don't know. They that he had that done to him, amongst other things. I didn't know there was people in Ireland before the Celts. Oh, there were Proto-Indo-Europeans, I yeah. think. My history of the Celts is not up to date, okay? Because the Celts originally came from freaking. Celts were weird. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's their, um... Lots of different ways of sacrificing people. Listen, never forget what the Gauls did to Rome because the Romans surely didn't forget. No, they did a hundred <laughs> times worse. <laughs> Retaliation over and over all and over again. It took, it took one man and a, like a handful of years and all of Gaul was conquered by Rome. Yeah. That's all. There's your history lesson. I did and read on the that book, hi- but... And on that history bombshell, uh, I think this episode's history. <laughs> yeah. I'm nice. Agreed. Super high. Oh, man. This super high voice crack, it's okay. Uh, I do <laughs> a lot because I'm a derailleur. Man, this was the fun episode, man. I know I say that every time, but this is really fun. The bar just keeps rising. So, so if you come on the podcast, you can't be less than this. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to have people that meet up to my standard because I'm just a really funny dude. 
Yeah, yeah I think I think we peaked, guys. Yeah. We peaked, well, guys. We got to end it really short. I am short. So, once again, thank you to Derek and the cast. The cast saw the intent they provide and that sort of thing. And Derek for making the world that we're enjoying so far. Also, thank you, Celsius, for uh, popping on the show. We definitely want to have you back in the future. So No problem. If you just let me know so I can make sure I'm not, like, super behind. Because I have a <laughs> habit of, like, getting 15 episodes behind and watching all within, like, two days. Oh, well. <laughs> Time speed is a blessing, friend. But, yeah, if you ever want me back. Um, oh, definitely, man. Oh, I had a lot of fun this episode. This was a good one. <laughs> it was good. I'm, I'm great at rambling for 15 hours. <laughs> thank you for, for everybody for listening um this is a great episode <laughs> we're definitely gonna try to get sell back in the future um i'm pretty sure you're all laughing your asses off on your way to work so have a good week everyone be safe drive safe all that good nonsense wear a mask ciao definitely wear a mask